I decided sure. to go to the doctor and went for a physical. Everything was great. Blood pressure, great. Everything's good. My weight was probably at that time just about 200, maybe a little under 200. So you lost, lost. Yeah, you lost quite a bit of weight. Lost quite a bit of weight. And um, doctor's like, you're in great health, looking good. And I said, you know, keep it up. Keep exercising, doing what you're doing. And I said, well, I had already scheduled the colonoscopy, which I'm, I'm so glad that I had already scheduled it because knowing me. After you get that clean bill of after health. After I got the clean bill of health, I probably, yeah, I don't need it. You know, probably would have said, hey, everything's good. Well, and I'll do it down the road. So uh, went in for colonoscopy a few weeks later. Went in on uh, November 29th. My wife took me to, you know, the clinic and doctor went in. We did the colonoscopy and he came back to the room and he's like, uh, we've got something to talk about here. You know, you've got a uh, tumor in your colon. I want you in my office tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Welcome back, everybody, to a Rest, Eat, Move podcast. Uh, Matt and I have been a little delinquent for the last few weeks. We've had a couple changes in our business. We've hired uh, Rashawn. Uh, you'll see, you're going to see him more. Um, we love this guy. He's got a great energy, so we'll we'll get him on camera and we'll get him introduced and all that kind of stuff. Um, but a lot of cool things coming up. The holidays are here. Uh, my daughter Kristen's got a uh, gifts in the kitchen on Thursday, which uh, you won't. You'll it's already be passed by the time you listen to this podcast. But um, lots of fun stuff going on in Ontario Living. Our, we love our team. We just had our team meeting. We went and did axe throwing and go kart riding. And I, I got to tell you, I didn't probably do very good in the go kart riding, but uh, we had a good time. But um, today's podcast, and we've been trying to get together for a while is with Nathan Grove. And I met Nathan. He works at State Farm. He has his own agency. But I met him a couple years ago speaking up in Traverse City, Michigan. And he's got a very interesting story. But one of the things I love talking to Nathan is that he just has this passion for life. And he's got a lot going on in his world. Um, he switched careers in his mid-50s. And then he had a couple curveballs thrown at him uh, in his early 50s. So anyway, I want to thank uh, Nathan for making the trip in. I'm glad we finally connected. So welcome. Hey, thanks, Chris. Yeah, it's, I'm glad to be here. And I want to kind of begin, just kind of let, take us back in time a little bit about, you worked at the hardware with your dad. So take us back in time a little bit about your career, talk about your family, and then I got a few questions to ask you as we go down this this journey of yours. Sure, sure. I'll uh, be glad to. Um, yeah, I Started out uh, live in Oxford, Michigan. My family's lived there for nearly a century. Um, you know, so we've got strong roots there in Oxford. So you're a Michigan guy. Michigan guy. Right. Um, we like the Michigan people. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, my dad was in the retail business. My family's was always in retail from, you know, the early 1920s um, all the way through until about 2010. Uh, finished off in the hardware business. Uh, my dad and I had a couple locations in the Oxford, Lake Orion area, as long as, as well as one down in South Lyon. Um, then 0809 time came, a little bit of a tough economic, uh, you know, time in uh, Michigan and in our industry sure. as well. So at that time, um, my dad decided to, you know, to, to retire, and he retired out to Arizona. Him and my mom live out there most of the year, doing doing really well out there, and. Uh, I decided, you know, to make a career change. I managed for Home Depot for about five years. I worked there, and but always had a passion to get back into my own, you know, my own business. That's, you know, I guess it's so in two thousand. So you decided to get out of the hardware business 
go to, went to work at Home Depot. Yep. So about 2010, uh, out of the hardware business, and then I managed for Home Depot from 2012 to about 2017, and that's when I made the transition uh, to State Farm and, and became a State Farm agent in Waterford is, is where my office is located, and it's been a wonderful uh, and what 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 kind of tweaked that interest to go into State Farm? I have some friends that are that are State Farm agents, and uh, again, I was looking to get back into you know my own business. That's our I guess after five generations of family that have always run their own business, it was you know our passion to to help people. And then State Farm is a great company um, helping but, people. But you made that things. transition at what age to State Farm? Uh, 2017 yeah, so it was 17 so I think uh, late 40s about 48 okay so yeah. 48 you're making a career change basically yeah, for sure yeah and uh, I was looking for a career that you know that I could do for the rest of my life really I mean I don't see myself as being someone that's going to fully ever retire and you know move off to Florida or Arizona and, and spend yeah so you saw day. this runway and you're like okay this is I have my own gig and yeah. away we go yeah and I have some friends that are agents and they're like Nate you'd be a perfect fit for it you know you've been around the block a few times you know things you know had a lot of insurance right owning businesses and sure. things like that so it was something I was really comfortable with love to speak to people love to help people so, yeah you're a people guys so it's yeah. been a good fit for you Yeah, it's been a great fit and it's been great for my family mm. and it's been a wonderful you know with the things that have happened in my journey it's been a wonderful place for me to be uh, you know going through what's happening today so tell me tell us a little bit about your family because you have a busy family yes I do it'll take a few minutes but we'll it's go okay through it. so yeah my wife and I have been married uh, 27 years Back in uh, November was uh, 27 years. Congratulations! We, I woke up in the, the morning and I went over. I uh, looked over to her and I said, "So how, how's the ride been?" That was what I said. And later that day, she posted on Facebook. She said, "My husband asked me how the ride's been, and I said like a roller coaster upside down with no seatbelt." So <laughs> I don't know if she thinks it's. Uh, Likes the thrill ride, but it's definitely been a journey, and, and we've enjoyed every bit of it. And that's pretty we cool. Have, we have a great marriage. So you can interpret that a lot <laughs> yeah, of different ways, right? Ways. Yeah, she's not big on roller coasters. So. <laughs> <laughs> she's upside know, down without a seatbelt. Yeah, no seatbelt. No, it's but it was uh, definitely a funny thing. But no, we have a great marriage, and and we have uh, five sons. So uh, my oldest son um, has his own place, his own house, couple dogs, couple acres of property, and he's uh, works for a large electrical. Uh, contractor union uh, contractor and electrician so my second oldest son he is a school teacher in Oxford okay live and he just got the head lacrosse coaching job there oh great he uh, I know you guys are into certain sports yeah in the sports yeah yep. yeah lacrosse is a big one in our family um, yeah so he's got the head lacrosse coaching job this year and he's actually you'll be happy he's working on his master's degree at michigan state so oh, i love that he's, <laughs> he's working on that uh, marty's a fan for that yeah while he's um while he's teaching and and coaching so he's got a very busy schedule and uh, my third oldest jonah i guess i should give the names jacob is my oldest son noah my second oldest and uh, jonah he's in law school at university of detroit law school okay just had his last exam yesterday for the first semester of law school good so for him he finished that up and seth's over at hope college he's a senior he's uh so you still got two in college two in college yep seth's yep. a senior and he's working on uh biochemistry degree is what he'll uh, graduate with in may okay 
So that's uh, four of them. And actually, the older ones are in, still in college, but on their own. Right. <laughs> on their own. They're not, they're not on college. the payroll. They're not on the payroll. Love so. it. And then my youngest goes, um, he's a freshman at the University of Albany. Okay. And he plays Division One lacrosse. So there. he's the only, is he the only one out of state? Yes. Okay. Currently, yeah. Yeah. Noah went to University of Indianapolis. Okay. Uh, for college. All right. The other two. And then. Uh, and he's playing lacrosse there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. So that's, uh, that's the boys are all doing well and. And Courtney, tell us, just say hey to Courtney. Yeah. Hi, honey. How are you today? <laughs> she's, she'll be definitely listening to the podcast. And uh, she's been a great support. I mean, just through everything, she's just uh, been a wonderful uh, partner. He's been a great partner. But it's upside down without a seatbelt, which yeah. is fantastic. So, <laughs> yeah. all right. So, what, what you know, again, again, it's nice to, to give you a little, I wanted to give the, the viewers, the listeners a little bit more of, you know, who are you? And, you know, and then what we really, you know, how we really met is talk about what happened in your early 50s. So, you know, when with the transition of careers, you know, I was on a more, you know, out walking, helping customers, more physical job, right? I mean, hardware retail, I was active, I was moving, right, on a daily basis. And, uh, when I switched over to insurance, of course, I sat all day, you know, and I would sit all day. Less uh, physical. Less physical. And, and I'd go through stretches through my whole life. I was active, played sports in high school, continued to play sports recreationally after high school, was always someone that, you know, would stay in shape. I would, you know, get in shape, and then I would slack off. And sure. Gain 20, 30 it's typical, back and forth. Typical of um, most people, you know, right? And had a real, you know, a... Um, you know, family, my sons all, all did some sort of athletics, a few, you know, at high levels in college and, and others uh, in high school mm-hmm. and, and continue to be active. So uh, my one son that's at Hope, he took up jiu-jitsu after while he's at college, and he loves doing that, right? And he played lacrosse in high school, but he just he found that as a passion. And he's done a few uh, competitions in, in that. So our family's always been active. Yeah, you're an active family. So I became, you know, more sedentary. I, you know, put on some weight, um, you know. And um, so I was looking at myself just prior to uh, maybe last July. So it had been just a little over a year ago, right? We had a family picture. My youngest son, it was his first football game. So it would have been in August, I guess, mm-hmm. towards the end of August. His first football game of the his senior year. And I looked at that picture of myself, and I'm like. Not liking it. I'm not liking it. I'm like, this is terrible. So I started, and I'm the type of person that when I do something, I have to do it. You're going all in. All in. Mm-hmm. But then in turn, I think that's part of the thing I've had to learn, and this, this has helped me learn. As I used to do that before. I would go all in, and then once I got to where I wanted to be, I would go all out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I was right. You're I not. Would, you're I not. Would, you're not maintaining the I lifestyle. I would not maintain a lifestyle. I would mm-hmm. do this. Like my goal is to do this, and and I've been fortunate as someone that could drop weight sure. pretty quickly, and I still right. have been able to. So I, you know, if I was, and my buddies would always say, you know, I can't believe it, and my wife too, like, how do you, you know, how do you, you can drop like thirty pounds in a couple months? How do right. you do it? But. And I wasn't doing it the right way either. I would not eat, you know, right. and things just, like that. Right, so I found lifestyle myself, you couldn't create. Especially at the new job, uh, when, I, when I started my office, you know, I'd get up in the morning. It's pretty much a recipe for disaster. I would, you know, get up and I would drink coffee 
from the time I got up. Black coffee. I yeah, because you said you were know. drinking how many pots a day? Oh, I drink almost two pots of coffee almost a day. Almost two pots of coffee a day. And I wouldn't eat. And you wouldn't eat. I basically got up in the morning, and I drank coffee from the time I got up until I got home from work. And then I would eat dinner and maybe have a couple beers. I mean, I didn't drink beer every night, but I'd have a, maybe a beer. Maybe what, was the, what was the highest body weight you got up to? So I got up to 248. 248. 248. And yeah. you're at 190-something one, now? 195 now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's you're in a good spot right now. Yeah, that's for me. That's a good weight. I graduated high school like 186. Okay. And, um, you know, I work out. I'm working out at the gym, and I found I did drop down to about 180. Um, you yeah, know, you got a little bit light. A little bit light, but mm-hmm. I I can consistently maintain between 190 to 195 is is, is kind of where I sit. So when you went, you went and you had a physical, and then you ended up getting a colonoscopy. Yeah. So let's walk down that path yeah. for a little bit. So, yeah, this was, you know, so I decided, you know, hey, I'm going to get myself back in shape back in uh, August of 21. So work This out. was not that long ago. No, no, August of 21, a little over what, right. 15, 16 months ago. Right. So I decided I'm going to, I'm getting back in shape, right? I'm going to do this. I lost about 30 pounds from August to November. Crushed it. Crushed it, and I did it, and still wasn't probably doing everything perfect probably still wasn't getting enough calories but you know I kind of got on the path and I'm gonna I'm gonna crush this so then I decided I hadn't been to the doctor in in quite some time you know fortunately I never really have had any reasons to go yeah I'm I'm fine I don't need to go to the doctor but I decided to go to the doctor So I decided to go to the doctor and went for a physical and everything was great blood work came back good perfect um sugar was a little bit high Mm -hmm. um but not not terrible blood pressure great everything's good my weight was probably at that time just about 200 maybe a little under 200 so you lost, lost yeah you lost quite a bit of weight lost quite a bit of weight and um, doctors like you're in great health looking good and i say you know keep it up keep exercising doing what you're doing and i said well i had already scheduled the colonoscopy which i'm, I'm so glad that i had already scheduled it because knowing me after you get that clean bill of after health i got the clean bill of health i probably yeah, I don't need it right I probably would have um you know, probably would have said, hey, everything's good. Well, and I'll do it down the road. So I uh, went in for colonoscopy a few weeks later. Went in on uh, November 29th uh, was the day. It was, I think it was, it was a Monday. So went in and my wife took me to, you know, the clinic. And doctor went in. We did the colonoscopy. And he came back to the room. And he's like, uh, we've got something to talk about here. You know, you've got a uh, tumor in your colon. And... I want you in my office tomorrow morning at nine o'clock. So, so here we are, November. November third. So November thirtieth. You know, which you know, when Oxford was a tough day, you know, for our community as well. You know, right with, with what all happened the, in the community mm-hmm. there. Uh, you know, and um, so that morning, um, You're diagnosed the, with uh, stage three. Stage three colon cancer. So we leave. You know, the office pretty much in shock. You know, my wife, I'm sure, was, you know. You're probably shocked. You know, you're like, what the heck? You know, I get this test. I'm in a clean bill of health, and I walk out and come back the next morning, and yeah. here we go. Yeah, so, you know, November 30th, uh, doctor said, you know, we went in, and he's like, you got a tumor. We're going to go in, and we're going to, you know, we're going to have to cut out part of your colon, right? So, and that was, what, December? So, yeah, December 15th. 
December fifteenth. So they had two weeks two later. Weeks, two weeks later, they had me in, and uh, they did the surgery. Um, they took out multiple lymph nodes, twenty some lymph nodes. One lymph node was bad; the rest were okay. Um, and they knew when they did it, they didn't get a clear margin. They mentioned that they're like, "Hey, you know, looks good." But, you know, when they did the testing, they know that they didn't get a clear. Not c completely clear. Not completely clear. So, you know, went home, started to recover from um, that. And then December 23rd, my mother-in-law passed away in her sleep. Hmm. So, you know, it was. It had a rough, had rough, a rough month there. Rough month there for sure. So, my wife did. so you know, we, you know, we, we had that hurdle uh, that we were looking through. And then, you know, of course, we started, you know, chemotherapy. Um, Doctor referred me to an oncologist and uh, met with him, you know, video meeting with him. And then right. uh, we started chemotherapy um, in probably end of January. So not much longer after your surgery. No. About, a month later. About a month later. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you do how many treatments of your chemo? So I did, initially did three chemotherapy treatments, and then they did a scan, um, and did a CAT scan to look, and uh, there was no masses at that time. Um, they were looking at a couple other things they wanted to see from the initial one just to make sure there mm -hmm. was, you know, a little speck that they saw, you know, on my liver, and they wanted to make sure, but it was nothing. It was just a, right. some sort of growth that anybody, you know, could have. It's no, It was nothing of, of consequence, but they wanted to. And when you're going through ther chemotherapy, had you started changing your lifestyle at all? You know, yeah, I did. Um, you know, I had started, and I'm so glad, and that's one of the things I want to talk to people, don't wait till tomorrow. You know, you know, we talk about this, oh, I'll start tomorrow, I'll do, you know. I'm so glad I started three months before I found out about this. Two things, I had, had lost some weight. I think it would have been tremendously harder sure. to recover from that surgery, right. having 30 or 40 pounds more weight, because I carried it. I mean, I sent Chris the pictures of what I looked like, you know, a few right. months before I started chemo and what I looked like at the end. And uh, it would have been tremendously more difficult carrying that 30, 40 pounds on my gut, right? you know, cutting through. By there looking at that, that photo, surgery. got you going. And it got me going. So mm -hmm. I, I'm so glad I did that. But yeah, I did change. And I really dialed in. Everything I did was about caring for my body. Mm -hmm. And, you know, completely completely changed yep. what I did and I started tracking everything I ate I've, I'm on almost 340 some odd day streak of keeping track every single thing I've ate and everything every weight myself every day if I go okay. out of town I go down to the hotel gym and I weigh myself there Got and some, put it in my phone you're paying attention to your metrics and and I'm looking at what I'm eating it's helping me decide you know number one to write them on the calories mm -hmm. and that was one of my downfalls was because again i didn't eat all day right i put a bunch of food in at night yeah you're whatever you're eating like a sumo rustler and you're doing the the two pot and a half of coffee a yeah. day and, or more um you know totally quick coffee i haven't right. drank since um actually had stopped drinking coffee back even before again that august time frame when i decided to do this i haven't had um any coffee i think maybe i've had a cup of coffee maybe one beer in the year and a half period it just you know i'd done that did that before and i just tracked everything that i eat so you've been you're cruising along you're doing really well and then all of a sudden what happens next so yeah so i had that scan after my third chemotherapy treatment 
looked like everything was good. We've got nine more treatments, you know, was the regiment. Um, I found some things out, you know, I, during my chemo treatments, I found some, uh, some products that uh, I would wear these gloves, mittens that were ice mittens. I mean, you basically look like an oven mitt, but they're gel packs. Because <coughs> of the neuropathy. Because of the neuropathy. Yeah, which and people the, don't understand sometimes going through chemo, it can damage your, you know, receptors, which creates neuropathy. Yeah. So my biggest, those were my biggest concerns was the neuropathy. And then, you know, mouth sores and getting cold sensitivity in my mouth. So I went for my first treatment and I came home and I opened the freezer and took something out. And I'm like, this isn't bothering me. There's, you know, they're telling me that cold's going to be a big deal. Not a big deal for you. Well, then the next day I got up, opened the freezer and grabbed something. And it, I was like, holy cow. I mean, I had to drop it. And I'm like, man, my hands, I could feel that tingling. I tried to drink something cold. You know, you're not thinking. Drink some cold water, and it's my mouth's tingling. And I'm like, man, this. So I wanted to know, me, this is real. researching. Yeah. Is this going to last forever? You know, what's the deal? So I found, did some research, and I found these gloves that are basically gel pack mittens and these socks that are gel packs, you know, like you'd put on a, you know, on a wound or whatever, or, a, you know, if you sprained an ankle. Right. And then I chewed ice chips the whole time I was on getting chemo. So my wife would go. It's like a training. The minute, the minute chemo started, they do the pre-meds. And then as soon as chemo would start, I'd put these gloves on, put these cold socks on. And my wife would sit there because I had mittens. I couldn't do it. She'd sit there and shovel ice chips in my mouth for two hours. And I had no more neuropathy, none of the cold sensations. And, and, that, and that's one of the things I wanted to make sure everybody understood that you kind of t- took it on yourself to kind of let's let's research, let's get more involved in my health. Yeah. And you did some of these things on your own. They actually trained you to have n- less or no neuropathy. Yeah, yeah, I got very little bit because when I started feeling that, I'm like, man, I don't like this. And I'm like, you know, I was more trying to set myself up mentally. Is this something I'm going to have to deal right. with for the rest of my life? Well, who's life? doing ice chips doing yeah, well, chemotherapy, I, right? Some people, I mean, I know they, no, they I didn't it. want me to. I get but it. But I, you know, You're I'm saying, like, hey, hey, let me try it. I'm going to give it a shot. And, you know, let me give it a shot. And it worked. I never right. had any cold sensitivity in my right. mouth. I never got mouth sores. But, again, I rinsed my mouth out with baking soda and salt water three times a day. I did, you know special mouthwash well i think what you're doing is you're trying to allow the body to heal itself more naturally and you're taking that so you go through all this thing and then all of a sudden you get a setback what's that all about so yeah so we finished chemo and my doctor's like we're going to do a scan and you know final scan when i finished and then hopefully take my port out and what's the timeline then it's from the beginning of chemo which is what february started last week of january so i think it's january 27th okay i think's the date um, I didn't write it down, but I think yep. it is. And then I had my scan the 1st of March when, you know, things look good. And then we went nine more chemo treatments, so we're at mid to end of July. Okay, so end of July. So the doctor orders my scan, and we do the scan in August. They waited about a month after chemo ended to do the scan. So I get a scan, and I go back to the doctor to review the results, which, you know, my mindset's like, hey, I busted chemo. I went to the gym. I even went to the gym on chemo day. Yeah, hey, you're crushing home. it. I mean... I did everything I could possibly do, felt as good as you could going through chemotherapy. And I'm just going to be done with this and put this chapter behind me. Well, we get uh, go back to talk about the scan. The doctor's like, we got to talk about this mass in your abdomen. And I'm kind of like, what are we talking about here? And uh, a mass had grown 
during that last night. During your chemo. Um, there's a couple masses, but the size of the masses together was the size of a softball in my abdomen that grew while I was on chemo. So again, leaving the doctor's office, you know, my wife was going to go and I'm like, no, I'll just go to work from the appointment. He's going to say everything's good. Right. We're on our way. Well, I call her leaving the doctor and say, you know, got some, not got so some good news. bad news again. And again, it's at that point, it's like, you don't know, right? You know that there's a mass yeah, there, done, but you I, don't. Yeah. It's uncertainty. What's, what's the game plan? Yeah. What's the plan here? Doing everything I can in my power and it's not working. Yeah. So the, so they ordered a PET scan to scan, you know, basically from my brain to my mm-hmm. toes to see, you know, if there was any other or cancer anywhere else. And they ordered a biopsy of the uh, the tumor. The tumor. So they went in and, and, and did that. And subsequently, my, my wife, uh, as soon as I called her when I left the office, she's like, hey, I want to get a second opinion from University of Michigan. So you switched and, over. So we switched over to U of M. She called and, and, and got me over to University of Michigan. Um, at the time, the test results, by the time I got into Michigan in a couple of weeks, the test results were just coming in. So it kind of just... It was a good time. Good timing. Like he ba- the, the doctor had all my results for my test right at the time that my appointment was happening. So it was, you know, we could just go forward. Right. And, uh, they, and this is not that long ago. No, this was uh, September. Yeah. So mid-September. We went to, and again, they're talking about chemotherapy possibly again. Um, you know, they were able to send out the biopsy from the tumor, and, and we found out that I was. And right now you're doing. To do immunotherapy. Immunotherapy, that's what yeah. you're doing right now. Yeah, so I was fortunate enough because a lot of colon cancer, I guess, immunotherapy is not an option, but it was in the case of mine. Because the it. cancer that grew was from the leftover cells that they didn't get with the when you the didn't have a cancer yeah, it wasn't like, a new like you said you didn't have a clear yeah it wasn't a new it's not mm-hmm. a new cancer right. per se it's just that and right you know that got loose and in that different location so in different locations Jen you can do them you know yeah they're able to do this immunotherapy so um I've had four treatments um next Wednesday will be my fifth and they scanned after my third treatment and the masses have shrunk um, a couple of them around 30%, and the largest one probably a little over 25%. So they, they're seeing good results yeah. so far. Yeah, and I'm having limited side effects from it. I get a little bit tired, you know, and you mm-hmm. feel like your immune system's... And how often are you hard. doing that? Every three weeks. So every three weeks. And yeah. how long does that procedure take? Um, it's only about 30 minutes. Okay. I'm at, I'm at the hospital a few hours because they draw blood, I see the doctor, mm-hmm. and then the infusion is about a 30-minute infusion where chemo was almost, you know, three hours. Right. So it's, to me, it's like, so, oh, this is like... And so when are, they, when, are they, when are you getting told, like, when is this finished? Uh, well, the regiment is normally two years, uh, but it all depends, you yeah, know, how doctors. It's, right, it's assess and... How fast does it shrink? If it shrinks away... Right. You know, maybe they'll shrink away in a year and he'll do a, a, right. so many more treatments after that. Um, there is a possibility they could do surgery and remove it if it got small enough. But if the treatment's working, you know, I, I hope that's the path that we can Absolutely. keep going. I'm not really having any side effects. No, you're feeling. Other than tired. You know, it's, yeah. you put your immune system, it ramps it up. So a few days I feel like I'm just getting over something. You know, I wake up and feel like, man, did I just have like the flu the last couple yeah. of days? You know, you just. Right. It's not quite right. It's not quite right, but yeah. like today, I feel fantastic. And so, so walk us through 
Like, what should, what does a typical day look like? Well, how do you eat? You know, what are you drinking? So you know, all, I, give me your lifestyle picture for a day. So I, I get up every morning, and again, I weigh myself as soon as I get up every morning. I get out of bed, go in the bathroom, weigh myself, pull out my phone, got an app on my phone, I put my weight in. Then I go down, um, usually drink wheatgrass. Um, how many cubes day. of that are you doing? Six. I do six cubes a day. Some days I'll do who, eight. Who would get you doing that? <laughs> who would get me doing that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who would get you to do Not that? Target living. <laughs> um, in, in our meeting, and I and I started that when we first met again. Right. In seventeen, eighteen, I you know I ordered some some of uh, right. some of the products from. Ontario. So you get up there and you do your six cubes of wheatgrass. Yep. And what do you tell people? What do they? What do you? What do you tell them? It tastes like. You know, some people I say it tastes like you know your you know maybe your lawn or something. It's, I don't know. It's I just fresh cut it's grass. Just fresh cut grass. Yeah, it's I like mean, a it's... clean flavor. People ask all the time, "What's it taste like?" You know, I had a couple in here the other day, and I had them. I thought I was giving them, you know, you know something crazy, and they're like, "Wow, this actually tastes pretty good." I'm like, "Yeah, it's supposed to." All right, so from the so you do the wheatgrass. What so else? I do the wheatgrass usually first thing, and then I start because I want it to sit for at least a half hour. I try to get an hour, but at least a half hour before I eat anything else. So then it once. So I you're like that, a poster child about yeah, perfection. Yeah. Like you're putting that in your body and allowing it to sit to absorb. Yeah. You know, I have people like ah, oh, just whatever I can throw in there. But you're giving yourself time, which yeah. is great. Yeah, okay. I try to do thirty minutes, so I get up. That's I, ideal. I do that, then I'll go and in shower, get dressed, do whatever other stuff around the house. Then uh, for breakfast, um, I usually have like kind of two different breakfasts. I mean, like today I had oatmeal and I put a tablespoon of coconut oil in my oatmeal with a tablespoon of flaxseed and usually two or three tablespoons of hemp seed. I throw some raspberries or blueberries in it and I'll have a hard boiled egg and then I'll drink my cod liver oil God, we love take you. My, this is great. <laughs> yeah, and then I'll take my. Uh, I always have a hard time pronouncing the, the spirulina tablets, chlorella. Spirulina chlorella tablets. Mm-hmm. Yep, I take those, and then I drink uh, a tablespoon of uh, magnesium. That's something big with the chemotherapy mm-hmm. and some of that stuff is to make sure that level. So I am supplementing with some magnesium just to make. Yeah, because sure sometimes people don't realize when you're going through therapy, your your minerals will be depleted pretty yeah. quickly. So that's pretty common. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why you, you know, I wanted you doing wheatgrass in the first place too. But yeah, all right. So, but that's my breakfast. So that's that's, that's um, your morning plan. And if then the next day I'll have instead of the oatmeal, I'll have you know two egg, I'll maybe have two eggs, and I'll either have like Ezekiel bread with some almond butter on it. Um, it's know, a good plan. Like so and then I'll have like strawberries. Okay. You know, with that that day, yeah. and then uh, my daily then my for lunch. Most of the time, it's uh, I make a salad with romaine and spinach, um, put some walnuts on it, throw some blueberries or whatever other you know whatever berry blackberry. Do you take this to work? Lunch. Yeah, I take it to work, and then I'll take a banana and an apple. Usually, a gala apple. That's just what I take. I'm gonna try to stay away from the higher sugar apples. The apples are so good for gut health. So. So I'm doing a lot of things for gut health, and I think that's helped a lot. Because mm-hmm. I never really got nausea even during uh, right. chemotherapy. I would didn't eat very much the day of chemo, and I was careful of what I ate. Ate a lot of fish mm-hmm. around those days because it was I was having a hard time swallowing, so I was eating things that were yeah. You're putting good stuff in your body to, yeah. easily to break down and absorb. So yeah. bananas are in you know apples are fantastic for gut health on top of the oatmeal. So. so. 
So, yeah. Ezekiel bread, all good. Yep. That's, so that's um, my lunch is usually uh, I try to put I'll put chicken on the on the salad, you know, to get a little protein or whatever, yep. you know. And uh, that's pretty much my lunch. Maybe a yogurt with some uh, with a cocoa ta- uh, nibs in there. Yep. I like that um, little crunchiness. Yeah, so I put that in. I'll put that in my oatmeal, and uh, I was trying to give. Lunch. I was trying to give my grandson came in here this morning because he wasn't feeling very good, yeah. and so I had some oatmeal on the run. And he goes, "Grandpa, what's the, what are those hard things in there?" And he knows what they are. Yeah. And I said, "Well, as those are cacao nibs." He goes, "I just don't like those." So yeah. I said, "Smell it." And he goes, "Says, well, it smells like chocolate, but it doesn't taste like yeah. chocolate." <laughs> yeah. So I had to laugh. So so, so yeah, so I'll have um, I'll have you know I'll have that usually as a snack, and then at dinner. You know, I'll have whatever, you know, my wife's making for the evening. And, right. You know, she's... She's dialed in. She's dialed in. I mean, we'll have, you know, we have... I buy our beef we buy from a local farm. So I buy a half a cow at a time. It's grass-fed, no hormones, all everything that they plant. They don't use any fertilizers on their fields. Um, they do everything natural as well. So I don't eat as much beef as I used to, mm-hmm. but I still do, and we get it from there. And you, uh, So you're not drinking any coffee anymore. What are you drinking? So I drink Besides, about a gallon of water a day. So you're drinking lots of water. I try to. I usually get at least three quarts a day. Okay. Sometimes I try to get two. Again. And it helps you keep your body clean, yeah. right? So you're doing that. Anything yeah. else you're drinking? I drink three cups of tea a day. Okay. So, so I'll usually have a breakfast tea in the morning, like uh, like a herbal tea type herbal thing. Herbal tea, something like that. And then at lunch, at work, you know, we have I have a hot water, you know, water machine, and I'll have tea at lunch, and then I'll have a tea usually. Uh, at night, when I was going through the chemo and, and, and the sicknesses and stuff, my wife was making, uh, she'd buy ginger, and she'd slice up ginger and boil it in the stove with lemon, and I'd have a lemon ginger tea at night. I don't, haven't been doing that as much. But you can, you um, can, you know, like for me, sometimes if you don't want to do that, that's ideally. Yeah. But sometimes I'll just buy the, you know, ginger herbal tea, and then you could add some lemon to it. We have yeah. little ice cubes and a little local honey, but I think a lot of people, the reason I bring that up, a lot of people, especially in the winter months, you know, think here comes the coffee, coffee, yeah. coffee. Well, yeah, there's nothing wrong with having a cup of coffee, but maybe after your coffee, you can move into some other herbal teas if you like that warmth and that feeling. Yeah, that's that's helped a lot. And, and I did buy the Keurig cups of, uh, they have a lemon ginger Keurig one. I've yeah. got those. So it's, you don't have to go through the, right. the process. Again, you're f- trying to figure out, make it make it simple. Yeah, making it simpler. But, you know, again, at first, you know, you were doing everything. I mean, and I'm that yeah. kind of that way. You like, get that personality. I'm just going to do whatever it takes. Everything possible. Yeah. Like, and that coffee, I, like I had a cup. There's a bagel shop that does Jamaican Blue Mountain coffee on the weekends, right? So, you know. It's I've, a treat. I went and had a cup once. But, yeah. I mean, I bet you I haven't had, like you said, one or two yeah. cups of coffee. In, in but even if year. you did, that's kind of like yeah, a treat. Not, yeah. Yeah. It's not uh, the end, but again, I'm you know it's one of those things that I'm like, hey, I drink a pot and a half a day, so if I'm you know staying away from it, then. Well, the big thing, you know, as we wrap this up, I, what I really when I first, you know, you and I first met and on the phone, is I'm like, here's a guy, that's got this you know very busy family, the five boys and your wife, and and you go from being in this you know business with your father. Uh, you know, and then you move away from that, and then you decide to come back and do something on your own. So I'm switching careers, and then I get diagnosed with cancer, which is completely out of the blue. And I'm doing everything in my power, and I'm doing great. And all of a sudden, I get another, you know, hit in the gut per se. Yeah. Um, but I want to kind of, as we wrap this up, like, what what are some of the key nuggets you'd like to share with people? 
Because I really, when I started listening to what you were saying, I'm like, this guy is determined. I mean, and so what what kept you determined? What kept you? I know you probably had some challenging times. Obviously, you have a really, really great relationship with your wife. But what, I mean, you, you've had some challenges. So what kept you, you know, driven? You know, I think it's, you know, with us, it's, it's you know, we're fairly faith-based, you know, really faith-based. Sure. I mean, not fairly. We are a faith-based family. And it's, you know, my wife's thing has always been faith over fear, right? And, and have that hope and, and uh, you know, I want to be there. I want to be there for my, watch my, all my son's college lacrosse games, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully someday we'll have grandkids down the road, right? I want to be there and be active with them. And, and those are things that I do. And the challenge, I'm... So you the know, faith just, and the hope. The hope, right, yeah. Those are huge. Yeah. I mean, there is hope. I mean, I went through this and it's been... I mean, you look like a, you look like a picture of health right now. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, I mean, I feel great, and, right, and I don't what, even think, you know, it doesn't, I'm not like, oh, I'm, I've got cancer, it's going to do this to me. From day one, it's, you know, how do we, you know, what do I yes, got to do to get rid of this? It's not defining you, it's, it's you yeah, know, it's not. And, right. Uh, and I'm going to fight through it and go to the gym, even on my chemo days I would go, and I just might walk on the treadmill. Didn't go everyone, but majority of them I did. Yeah, you're... And, I'm just not going to let, you know, I'm what, not going to let it beat me. Or if not, I'm sure not going down without a fight. So what what keeps you so motivated? You know, and I look at I think it's my family, right? I, I look at them and my sons. Um, how do they perceive me? You know, I want to see that and, and how they, you so know, their what, life's going to have challenges. Everyone's life right. has challenges. We all have different things that we so have that was a big that was a big driver for you to kind of see how you're kind of modeling behavior for your, for yeah. your, for your kids. Right. Cause it, we're all, you know, we, like I said, we're all going to have challenges and, and, and I want to be strong, you know, for my family and provide for them and, and be there for them, but show them that, you know, when the challenges come, you need to step up and, you know, and they need and you do your best and they need me. Right. They, exactly. And your wife needs you. Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. So, um, Again, I kind of know this a little bit, but I think one of the things I want to mention to the the viewers and listeners is about the power of support systems. I think the big thing you have with your wife and your kids and your faith and people at work and whatever, but I think sometimes we all think we have to go this this route alone. We talk a lot about you don't have to cross any bridge alone. So let's let's talk about that a little bit. Support system. I mean, one of the support systems is your behavior, yeah. of you know, I'm weighing myself. This is my regimen. So you have this environmental support systems that you have it set up, right? For and, sure. And then you you take your lunch to work. That's to me. That's that's setting up my environment. If I want to drink my water, I got to have my water here, right? Yeah. What are the things would you recommend to people about support systems and how powerful they've been for you? Well, they've been huge. I mean, like you said, the family has been tremendous. I mean, having, you know, five sons and my wife, you know, there to support me, you know, my parents as well, even though they're in Arizona, you know, and good friends. You know, I have some friends, high school buddy that lives in South Carolina. You know, we don't get to see each other very often. Great friends. Um, you know, his son's named Nathan, you know, from me. And wow. He's, and his family had went through some, some cancer, uh, you know, things they've had to deal with in their family. Um, so he's, uh, you know, messaged me, how you doing, Nate? What's going on? And we were, you know, competitive. We were sure. athletes together in high school. So, right. I, you know, I'd be telling them, 
I'm on my way to the gym. Or a day I wasn't doing good and I'd get to the gym and I'd be like, I'm not going to do very much. I'd text him and say, I'm going three miles on the treadmill today. You I get this support got on system. The yet. Right. So now I'm like, well, I just told my buddy. I got to do it. Now I got to do it. I got to so do I, it. You know, I'm doing, you know, because that's a mental thing, right? You've got, right. That, that's a big challenge in this. Too, but I think, I think a lot of people, and again, I'm, I've never seen in my career the health challenge we've been facing today. Right. And I think the point, really a big part of this podcast is that here's a guy that's gone through lots of challenges but we want to try to surround ourselves that we're not going down this path alone. Nobody has to do this, right? Right. And when we have the faith and we have the hope and we have the support systems, I think people feel like, oh, okay, I'm not doing this by myself. No. There's so many people going through what you're going through, yeah. but you don't have to do it alone. Right. And, and you need to reach out and look at that. And, and I did a lot of research on myself, like you said. And we were, and it was funny, my wife, when she started grocery shopping and, and we were going together, because my sugar was a little bit high. Sure. Before now, it's great. I mean, right? It's, You're all it's, di- yeah, like, it's, it's dialed in. Yeah, I mean, poster child. But it was starting to push towards. Mm-hmm. You know, if I would have continued on that path prior to losing that weight that August, I probably right. been pushing pre-diabetic. Type I mean, you're almost two fifty. Stuff, yeah. right? Almost two fifty. Couple pots of coffee a day. Yeah. And then I'm just not going to eat. That's how I'm going to lose my weight. Yeah. And now I've completely dialed in my whole yeah. lifestyle. And, but you know, so to see that, but then so we were like. When we saw that, we're like, oh, the sugar's, you know, tipping towards that higher number. Now it's it's awesome. Right. But she's buying stuff, and you start, like, well, we'll buy this because it's, you know, low in this, or this is whatever, and we think it's not. And you start looking at these packages, and it's like. It's not the source. This isn't good. Right. Like, we wouldn't believe how much stuff. It was so frustrating, I think, and, and that's where. And I think a lot of people have, that's, you know, one of those our missions is we're trying to help people be able to create a lifestyle that they can enjoy and pivot. And a big part of that is you have to take ownership, whether it's learning how to read a label, understanding the source, you know, all that kind of stuff that comes with it. So. And I think not being afraid to, to look for that help and look for the and, help and, and do that. It's out there. I mean, there, there's right. support out there. Well, we're out there. We're and trying we're, to help. Yeah, please do. I yeah. Mean, yeah and, and, and again, that's the whole thing. And that's why we're doing this podcast today. Cause I want people to understand like a lot of people go through and I've, and I get them many times they got the severe neuropathy. Well, you know, there's lots of things you can do to improve it. Right. And you kind of hit it right at the front end, not at the back end. Yeah, so. and I would, uh, you know, and I'm happy to, you know, to right. talk to anybody on, on the journey that I've been on. I'm hoping, you know, that was my, you know, I would, the thing with this, if I need to go through this journey and have this, well, we had I can Gre- help one person. We had Greg on from State Farm. Yeah. And we had his whole story, too. And he, Greg's the same way. He, anyway, anybody wants to talk, walk him through this thing. He's a Michigan guy. Um, again, as a listener, as a viewer, if you have any questions, reach out to us. If you want to connect, we're, we're happy to help because I, I think that's one of the missions you want is you want to like help others that, you know, you've been through this journey. I'm happy to help you. Sure. It can be done. I mean, it can be done. And you know, those lifestyle changes, it's now I don't even, it's just what you do. Those foods. It's what I do. That's what and you I do. I eat a lot. I mean, right. I eat 3,000 calories a day. Right. It's what you do. Of healthy food. But, right. you know, again, when I go to the gym, I get more calories. So it kills me to go to the gym because I want to eat more. But you've learned so, how to create a lifestyle yeah. that now you're thriving versus just, I'm trying to lose weight and, you know, right. that's not going to be healthy for you. So I want to be healthy and the stuff that goes with that. Yeah, and I feel, you know, I feel, I mean, I just feel great. And well, I'm going through the cancer. I feel. Well, that's why when you sent me a couple of your photos, I'm like, man, look at this guy. This guy has really changed his life. Yeah. And, and you have. All right. So as we wrap this up, anything you want to share to the listeners, the viewers before we um, 
head into the holidays? Well, you know, I definitely want to say, you know, happy holidays, um, you know, to all the listeners and, and just don't lose that hope. I mean, in this season, you know, especially during the Christmas holiday season is, you know, don't lose that hope, reach out for support and, and make the change. Start now, start small. I mean, I know that's something that, that you, you know. Yep, we promote. You know, I'm one that's, you know. That's okay. Jump all the that's way. That's okay. Deep. But now that it's, you know, with what's happened in my life, it's not going back. I mean, right. it's, I'm not going to jump off the right. wagon and say, okay, I lost the weight. I got to where I wanted to be. Now well, I'm I think the big there. thing you said earlier, too, is why do I want to postpone it to Monday? Right. Monday's, oh, no, we, we need to go now, right? Yeah. I think that's what you decided. Hey, I'm glad I did it, and now here I am, and it's one step at a time, and how do I build that, and the list goes on. So I really, truly appreciate you taking the time and energy to spend with us. I think you're going to help many, many people. I think you're touching people every day. Um, You have an amazing family, amazing support system, and that's kind of what I want to bring out, and you did a heck of a job doing sharing that. So thanks thanks for uh, spending the time. And everybody, uh, happy holidays, and we'll, we'll see you next week. All right?